minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't find it Ministry minded, we were blinded Looking for peace without Jesus, we can't What up, what up, what up, what up How y'all doing? Welcome to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance I hope you love it, I hope it blesses you More importantly, I hope it gets you closer to God Enjoy What is going on, y'all? It's your man, Anthony, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. Uh, been a couple weeks off. Uh, had to had to take care of some things. Had to uh, pray about some things, get, my, get myself right, a little pause. I wouldn't call it a sabbatical by any means, but it was just, just a break. But we're back and uh, <clears throat> continuing the series that we were doing. Um, I uh, also want to um, invite you to go to the Anthony's Godly Guidance face page, Facebook page, because I did, I guess, I guess it would be like I entered a little piece to the series on there, and I was a recording about, uh, it was essentially about the victim mentality, um, which I didn't, I didn't originally have on my uh, my agenda, my plans for this series, but it came up and I recorded it there, so go check that out. Again, it's on the Anthony's Godly Guidance Facebook page. Um, it's not the most recent video, it's the one before that. The most recent was something entirely different. It was about um, a reserve. Which goes with this series as well. So, I guess without recording them on podcasts, I have done a couple uh, episodes without thinking about it. So, anyway, as said before, this uh, this episode is about contentment. And uh, so, in the past, excuse me, the past couple. episodes were leading to this talking about like greed and entitlement especially the entitlement piece and I I said at the end of them that it was building towards this the answer to getting past the entitlement the the answer to getting past greed is being content excuse me not to be confused with complacent I just want to say that right off the bat. Being content and being complacent are two completely different things. We should not ever be complacent because complacent leads to a place where actually where you could feed more into the whole entitlement piece. You know, complacent is just, well, this is where I'm at. This is where I'll always be and I can never have any better, which will lead to depression for for sure. You know, It leads to that victim mentality of, well, this is my spot. This is my place. I can never be better than this. I can never get past this because I am am where I am. And this is all it's going to be. So I I just wanted to uh, make sure to, to say this is not talking about being complacent. Being content. Essentially, and I got some Bible verses that I'm going to go into that'll go into this, but essentially 
being content is being all right with where you're at, knowing that there's something better for you. That's one. That's a. That's a. That's not a dictionary um, definition, but it is in a sense a biblical definition. And you'll see once I go over these verses. But yes, being being I'm okay with where I'm at right now. But I know that there's better for me and there will be better. But as of right now, this is where I am. And I'm happy that I have what I have where I'm at. On the way to where I'm going. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, you know, I struggle with, con with contentment myself. So this isn't something that I'm telling people, you know, you better get this right. You know better. You got to... None of that, because I, I understand there's, whether it be, whether it be with material items, which, because there is always that, that's, that's norm, that's usually where we struggle most with not being content with what we, what we have is from the materialistic side, but, you know, there's also the being content with my place in life and where I'm at right now. And I'm going to keep saying right now because it's just about right now. But I, I have often struggled with that contentment in both areas. I've struggled because there are things that I felt that I should have that I don't have. There have been times where I've seen that other people have things and I've, I've been, I guess for lack of a better word, a little jealous about it. And um, that's also down the pike here for, you know... We'll go more into detail about that uh, that jealousy piece here in a few uh, a few um, episodes. I'm sorry, but yeah, we'll actually we're gonna hit that next episode. But as it stands, you know, I, I, there's been a little bit of envy that has come about seeing what other people have. You know, there have been times where it's just been. A season and a season that I'm not happy that I'm stuck in this season and some of the seasons were self-inflicted and you know things that I did that led me to where I was at but some of it was just circumstances that happened and you know I just couldn't I wasn't where I thought I should be and I struggled with that you know some of it is status you know financial status status and position there's been all of these things that I've struggled with contentment about and so I get how hard it is to be content I, I completely understand that it is extremely hard because there's always something in your face or right in front of you pushing talking you know I have this I have this or look at what you don't have look at what you don't have so it, it's hard to be content let me preface that. I get that. But <clears throat> let's go to uh Bible verse. And that Bible verse is James 4.3. And it says, and even when you ask, you don't get because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. There's one of the things that gets in the way of why we don't have different things that we feel that we should have that we deserve quote unquote 
or that we've worked hard to get and we go to God for these things and sometimes the answer is no because well God is like alright well no I'm not giving you that because you ain't gonna do nothing but mess that up or you ain't gonna do nothing it's only about you and I need to know that I can give you these things to bless others that come in, you come in contact with you know so no I'm not giving you that and we are often upset about that thinking oh you're mean you're mean you're mean why wouldn't you why would you do you know why would you be like that why wouldn't you just bless me your word says this and that but again wrong motives those of us parents we don't just give our seven-year-old kids a hundred dollars and tell them to go off on their way <laughs> they're not ready for that they might ask for that but we're not going to do that it's that same concept you know no i can't you, you you know you you ain't ready you ain't ready for that and i know you're asking for it but your motives are wrong you know because if you give the wrong person let's let's just use money if you give a large amount of money to the wrong person Nothing good will come out of that. Whether I mean, it could be blowing it on material things. It could be blowing it on drugs and alcohol, women. These are just some of the things that can happen if you give a large amount of money to the wrong person. And some people who are praying and asking God for these things, that's exactly what their motives are. And that's they don't get. You know, or we would pray for, uh, like, relationships those who are single and we ain't in the right spot for a relationship so God, no your motive is all wrong I'm, you know how can you have a wrong motive for being in a relationship well let's let's be real blunt about it sex <laughs> there are people who could just want a relationship so they have someone to const someone there and it's constantly just so they can have sex with this person but they don't want to do all the other things that come with it. Why wouldn't you get a mate for that? Because that's not what relationships are. They're not just about sex. It's about all the in-between. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And those of you who are single, wanting to be married and all this, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you need to be ready for all of that. Because it's not easy. So be aware of what you're praying for. So one could be content in where they're at being single because they know they're not ready for that next step because there's a lot of selflessness that you need to have in a relationship where a lot of us, when we were single or those who are single, were very selfish. And then we, you know, and a lot of us brought that selfishness into the relationship and it caused conflict. So when you would pray for a relationship and you have the wrong motive, you know, let's not even, I mean, the sex is the one part, but the, the selfishness, which they can go hand in hand, but, you know, I want to be in this relationship, but it's only about what I want, how I want it, when I want it, where I want it. It's all about me and I'm doing it, this, 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 this. Wrong motive. It's not going to work. It's not going to work at all because that is not how relationships work. Even the people who are quote-unquote pushovers will eventually push back in a relationship like that. So, 
those who who were praying for relationships and they were they don't have them in contention with this verse the, the motives could be wrong for those are just a couple of reasons money I already talked about how that could be i mean money is a wonderful tool but a horrible master and there are a lot of people who are slaved to money so why would why would god not give these people who are slaved to money money because he knows that their master will have them do whatever and money can't dictate anything it, it's not supposed to dictate anything again it's supposed to be a tool used for resources <clears throat> but if the if the motives are wrong when it comes to the money and people let the money rule them then they'll do whatever for that money and they'll do whatever with that money and that's at the at the uh, expense of those around them so the, that that's that's and speaking with contentment according to this verse we need to get ourselves right before we can expect to get these things that we're praying for answered and that's not to say that back to the debate of our actions dictate heaven that's not what that's saying that's as the the parent analogy parents shield our children from certain things because we know they're not ready for it even though it's things that they really want <clears throat> so that that's that analogy and contentment i'm content where i'm at right now because i know i'm not ready to move on to that <clears throat> excuse me the next verse I have is Psalms 37, 7, and it says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Do not worry about evil people who prosper or fret about these wicked schemes. Now, I touched on this early when I said my struggles, and that's why this verse is in here. <clears throat> because I, one of the reasons why I struggled with contentment, and sometimes still do, is because I see people who are not doing right who have all these different things it seems unfair that there are people who don't believe in god or don't don't care about other people and they have they, on the outside appearance they have all this money these nice things and they have it you know it, it appears that things are going great with them and if you notice when i'm explaining this i kept i keep saying appears or it seems because that's what it is. You could have people who have billions of dollars. But that don't mean they have everything they need. They could be missing something. Especially if we're talking about the people who are like. As, the, as this verse says wicked. You know wicked schemes of people or evil people. It keeps saying. And um, I just. That's that's um we need to not look at the outward appearance and you know just because they have all this means that they got it going on because that is far from the truth in many cases. But on the other on the other piece about it that that's part of why it says don't worry about evil people who prosper. Or fret about the wicked schemes. Because you don't know. You don't know what's going on in their lives. You don't know. I mean. 
we'll just say celebrities for the sake of having a visual. We see these celebrities. We, we see when they go to these award shows or when they go to all these things or whatever, when they're out, we see, we see the, or when they put posts on social media or whatnot, we see the glamorous aspects of their lives. They put these things out there. Most people are not going to put their trash out. So it's not, you know, it's not like these people don't have bad days. It's not, not, it's not like they're going to be like, oh, hey, I'm worth all this money, but I'm a, I'm, I'm, I have a hole in my heart and I'm, I'm all by myself. And, and, you know, I, you know, I struggle with people and yada, yada, yada. Most aren't going to do that. So we're not going to see that. We're just going to see what people show because those of us who are not famous and don't have billions of dollars or wealthy or however you want to word it if you go onto facebook the common person isn't putting their trash on there now there are exceptions to that and if this if this goes on to the ears of those of you who do this i'm just going to say this read what you read what you type before you hit send that's all i want to say about that Think about what you're writing, process what you are doing before you hit sin. There are some things that about yourself that you really don't need to be telling. I am all about transparency. I get that. I say I've said that on, my, on this podcast since I've started. There are things that I will be transparent about, but you, I am not, I am not, I am not, there's not, there's, there are things that we should not be telling about ourselves to, you know, especially in, in, uh, in social media and settings like that. We, we really should, there's some things we shouldn't say. I, I just, I don't know where that's coming from. I just felt that there we share our testimony, share our weaknesses, share our, our faults. But think about <laughs> what you are putting out there, because no, once you put it out there, there's no taking it back. There are some things that I've seen about from people I know that have posted things, and I'm like, oh my god, I cannot believe you posted that. That's not what this podcast is about. I just took a couple seconds on that one. So if that happens to be you, I'm not condemning you. I hope you hear that I'm trying to help you because part of the reason why people who put this quote unquote trash on social media have lives like that because they keep speaking this stuff into existence. And also just FYI, if you type it, that is that is still speaking it into existence. So if you have a quote unquote terrible life and all you talk about is your terrible life, then that's all you're going to have is your terrible life. And putting it out there on Facebook is not the way to get a better life. Off the soapbox on that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Moving forward. So what this verse is saying now, that's this. I actually did this backwards. I talked about the second sentence of this verse before the first. The first sentence. Be still in the presence of the Lord. And wait patiently for him to act. That is where I got my definition. 
of contentment from that verse right there. What this verse is saying is, <clears throat> if it's in God's word, God knows what we need. God will provide for us. He know, you know, if we're asking for God for something, He's going to do it. He's going to do it on His time, not our time. So what this is saying is, just wait, because He will do it. Again, this is things that according to His word, His will. That's not saying that you can be like, "Hey God, can I? Can you give me that woman and that woman?" That you're not going to get that. God's not going to provide that. If you get that, that's not God. That's the devil. Different story. Or, you know what I'm saying? God, could you grant me with drugs so I can sell drugs? You know, foolish things like that. God's not going to give you those things because those are not godly things. That's not according to God's will. But it is according to God's will for us to prosper. So if we're asking God for money or position or promotion, God will do that. Because that's according to, God wants us to be prosperous. He wants us to advance. He wants us to move ahead. He wants us to be the head, not the tail. So these things are according to God's will. So when we ask, God will do those. But this Bible verse is saying, wait for him to act. Now, I want to preference the wait patiently. Be patient and wait for him to act. Does not mean, God, will you grant me with the promotion at work? And then you sit down and don't do anything. <clears throat> that's that's absolutely not going to do anything for you. This is, I'm, I asked you, I believe you're going to do it. I'm content with where you have me right now. I'm okay with where I'm at right now. And I'm going to keep working towards that promotion that I asked you for. Because I'm, as I'm, do, I'm going to show you that I'm ready for that. Now. The problem that we have with that is it's not often as quickly as we want it to be, which is the main problem with being content is we're content as long as we can see that, you know, it's not going to be a long time. We're content. All right. I'm good where I'm at right now, as long as this is short term. But if this goes too far, I'm not content. And I say we because, again, I am talking about myself in this context. I struggle with that as well. <clears throat> I, I believe I've gotten better about it. I, in fact, I I don't. Yes, I have gotten better. I'm not where I need to be, but I'm not where I used to be. <clears throat> but the problem with being content is just that when we're told to wait, because <clears throat> God gives us three answers. Yes, no, and maybe. Correction. Yes, no, and wait. Sorry. Yes, no, and wait. Yes, we love. No, okay, I can move past it. Wait, well, how long? He doesn't tell us. Sometimes not long, sometimes long. But according to this, it says wait patiently for him to act. So if we're in a place of contentment while we're waiting for him to act, in fact, I feel this, and I have been fighting saying this, but I feel the Spirit leading me to say this. A lot of the reasons we don't get what we are what we're wanting as soon as we want is because we haven't been content with where we're at. So we're not doing our part, whether it be obeying God, believing God and, and, you know, being in a place of contentment and still doing while we're waiting for. That's a lot of the reasons why some of the things we go that, that could be a short 
period of time end up being a long period of time because we keep getting in the way of that. And a way to not get in the way of our blessing is to be content with where we're at at any given day. So you wake up today. This is where God has me today. I am I'm I'm I trust God. I'm I'm good with that. Now I'm going to do everything in my power throughout the day to make sure that, you know, I am prosperous under the guise of faith and following God's leading and not trying to do things on our own, like which on our own all seem to turn out to be things that we shouldn't be doing, be it illegal, immoral, or whatnot. But today, I'm content with where I'm at. This is the job God has me at. This is where I'm at with this. This is where I'm at. I'm good with that. This is where I'm going to be. I'm going to just keep moving and trust that he said that I there's there's uh, prosperity and promotion in my future. It's coming. I just got to have faith in that and keep going. And then you wake up the next day and you do the same. And that's what this is saying. And don't worry about what the, what the, what the people who are doing wrong are doing because... <clears throat> That's gonna. That's they gotta pay for that at some point anyway. If they're doing wrong, but they're moving ahead, eventually, it's going to come to an end. So, we need to just let that be. Quit worrying about them and just focus on where God has us, and then bless those who are in our midst. So that's that's what this Bible verse is getting at. <clears throat> the next Bible verse I have. Is uh, Hebrews 13.5, and it says, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. I could say so much about this, but I'm going to try my best not to blab off and have a extremely long podcast. But think of it. According to this Bible verse, if we believe God... And we believe what God says. This Bible verse right here should be enough for us to be, for all of us to be content, all the time. Should be, because this this Bible verse promises that He won't leave us, guaranteeing that He won't leave us, and He will always be with us. Right. So if we believe God, we believe His word. This Bible verse, we should be content. Period. Because we know that he, God's got it. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never, I'll, never, I'll never leave nor forsake you. That's in the King James. But on here, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. <clears throat> the issue is we see things going on in front of us. We see bank accounts. We see um, bills. We often see bills being hired in bank accounts. And all these other things that pop up. Now we need to fix this. Now we need to do that. Now we need to go here. Now we need this and this and this. And all of this takes our focus. Which kind of which goes back to when Peter was um, with Jesus walking on water. When Peter was focused on Jesus, he was walking on water. When Peter got his focus onto everything, the storm going around him, he began to sink. And that's, that's correlated. That happens to us. Us. Not y'all. Us. Excuse me. Because a lot of the reason that I was on a bit of a, 
a break is because I was trying to collect myself because I was focusing on all the things around me and it was taking a toll on me and it was bringing me down. I was sinking. But this verse says he will never leave nor abandon us. Like Jesus did when Peter began sinking, he put his hand out and he picked him up. He does the same for us if we let him. Oftentimes we don't. It's silly to think about, but it's almost, it's like if Peter was sinking and Jesus put his hand out and he slapped his hand away and said, no, I'm mad at you. And then he drowned and died. But that's what we do. Something goes wrong. We take our eyes off of him. We begin to sink. He puts his hand out and we slap him. We slap his hand away. No, no, no. I don't want you. I'm mad at you. This is your fault. Or why didn't you tell me this? Whatever, 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 whatever. And then we sink further into whatever it is. And then as we're there, we're upset about what went on. Victim mentality. And we're all the while mad at God. Jesus, why did you let this happen? And Jesus said, well, I gave, hey, I put my hand out. You didn't take it. That's not my fault. That's your fault. This is always going to be something that comes up. Free will. Free will is the enemy to everything that goes on in our lives. And it's not saying that free will is bad. But free will, when things don't go a certain way, it is not because of God. It's not because of the devil. It is because of a choice that we make. And we don't we don't like living with the choices we make. We, we, we. I am included in that. I am still dealing with the ramifications of choices that I made over, what, seven, eight months ago? Something like that. There's, there's a choice that I made, and I am still dealing with the repercussions of that right now. Now, I was not in a place of contentment about it and saying that I'm moving forward and God is going to bless. There's a period where I got into the poor me mentality, the victim mentality, and I was upset, and it was affecting me. But God put his hand out. Jesus said, here, let me help you. And this time, instead of slapping his hand and being mad at him, I took his hand and it pulled me out of that. And now I feel not only am I in a better space in my heart and in my head, I actually have vision about where I'm going. All because I decided to take his hand. And you know what? I'm content with where I'm at right now. Today, I do this one day at a time. I'm not going to tell. I don't know how I'm going to feel tomorrow. I'm not trying to tell you how I'm going to feel tomorrow. Today, right now, I'm content with where I'm at. And I'm still doing, I'm trying to make moves so that I can move forward in life. But I'm content with where I'm at right now because this verse says that he will never fail nor abandon me. So that is why we need to be content. Because it, it, it gets us in a better spot to hear things. Because when we're stuck in the storm and we're drowning, we don't hear. We don't hear God. We don't hear Jesus is telling. We don't hear that. We just hear all the chaos around us. And that's what we focus on. And then we go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. To a point where 
hearing God is next to impossible because we're so engulfed in everything else going around, all the chaos, that it's all we can hear. Well, there's another Bible verse. I don't remember what it is, but it says, come to the world, come to the Lord while he's still close. I'm paraphrasing it, but that's, that's, that's linked to this verse, it, you know, or what I'm saying with Peter and, and sinking. That's here. I'm right here at the very beginning of the problem. I'm right here. I'm trying to help you listen to me. Don't wait till the, you know, when you see the first flame, Listen to Jesus then. Don't wait till the house is burning down and almost in ashes and then say, well, what do you want me to do? Well, now you just got to let the house burn and move on. So content helps us be in that place of, uh, this didn't go right. Jesus, what did I do wrong? This, okay, I hear you. The next step is I'm going to do what you're saying and then I can move forward. That's why we need to be content. That's also a hard thing to do because the enemy's not going to just let you not see everything else around and stay in a place of contentment. Because as I'm say, as I, as I say, God will never leave nor abandon you. There's thoughts coming in my head where where the enemy's trying to be like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, what about this? Well, what about what God says? God said that He will never leave nor abandon us. We have to make a choice. Who do we believe? Do we believe God? Do we believe the devil? So that is that is bar, that is the reason for contentment right there. I mean. This next verse is, is basically saying, here, I'm going to read this and I'm going to be done. <laughs> This is Philippians 4, 11 through 13. <clears throat> and it says, not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, plenty or little, for I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. <clears throat> I have always from my infancy in Christianity and sometimes into where I'm at now struggle with that and not the whole thing I struggle with I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything I've struggled with that because I don't want to live with almost nothing my flesh is screaming, no, we don't want to live on almost nothing. No, no, no. We want to live with everything. But it is the times where I've lived on almost nothing or on lower, on the lower end of where I thought that has taught me to appreciate when I have everything. And that, to me... Not only is contentment, but I believe that is a part of what Paul is saying. I believe that's what Paul is saying here. We see it all the time in the world. We see trust fund babies who've never had to do anything, who've never had to work for anything, and we see how they act. That's not saying all trust fund babies are, but we've seen this. 
They don't appreciate, they're spoiled, and they act a certain way. We've seen that with, they don't have to be rich. We've seen that with children whose parents always give in to them all the time and never tell them no. They don't appreciate what they have because they've never had to go through with lack in order to have that. Now, those who've had to live with lack understand that once you have everything or once you, you know, once you have stuff, you appreciate all so much more. Wow, I so appreciate what I have because I remember where I was and I don't like that. That is the that is what I what God is talking to me about when I'm reading this right now. There are and I I mean in my own life there's times where I have had things handed to me and I didn't appreciate and I ended up going through some things and ended up in situations of lack that led me to have a better appreciation for where I was at in life and what I was doing so that when I got to a certain spot, I appreciated it all the more. Now, I wish we could skip that part and just appreciate what we have, but that's not always the case. For whatever reason, free will, we don't always go to right to content about things we have to see the bad side of things in order to appreciate the good but i leave with this the best part of this whole thing is for i can do everything through christ who gives me strength or in the king james for i can do all things through christ which which strengthens me <clears throat> i can get through the lack because christ gives me strength and will show me how to get out, will guide me, will lead me, if I choose to follow and believe what he's saying. I can deal with having everything and not letting it go to my head because I have Christ who's leading me and guiding me and telling me, again, if I choose to listen to. I can be content with where I'm at right now because I have Christ who I can do all things through and he will strengthen me. If I choose to. But again, it's a choice. It all goes back to a choice. I have to choose these things. As I am telling you all these things, this is Holy Spirit driven. Because I haven't broke down these verses like this ever until just now. Even in preparation for this, I did not. And it's it's interesting how God does that. But if I believe that God will not abandon or will not leave nor abandon me, and I believe that I can do everything through Christ which strengthens me, then being content shouldn't be a problem because I know that this is just for a season. And if I do, if I, fun if I function in my place, I'm in my lane, and I know that my lane is going to turn into a different lane at some point, if I'm following God, then I know that God will not leave me if I make a wrong turn, he won't abandon me. He'll help me get back into the, the lane I need to be in. And then I know that I can I can do everything through Christ, which strengthens me. So that means I can get into 
the 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 faster lane or quote unquote better lane because I'm listening to what he's telling me and he's showing me and there's going to be some things to get in the way there but do I have resolve can I get past the things that are blocking me because it's not like the enemy's going to be like okay well God's sending them here so I'm just I'm just get out the way it's not he's not going to do that he's going to do everything in his power to stop us from going that way so do I have the resolve and the trust mostly the trust because if I trust that he will never leave nor forsaken me and I trust that I can do everything through Christ which strengthens me then I can have the resolve to get through whatever the enemy's throwing at me they go hand in hand and that is contentment and that's how I am content with where I'm at today and how when I wake up in the morning when God wakes me up in the morning I am content at that day and so on and so forth and I just keep going and I keep going and I keep going and I see that he is building and he's he's taking me places and that even though the enemy's thrown some things at me I've gotten through and sometimes we don't have to go through sometimes God will tell us how to go around it if we listen sometimes we don't have to there's a lot of things that we go through that we don't have to go through we go through because we're prideful we don't listen there are times where God will be like, oh, go here. Uh, oh, well, uh, so you got to, you, you didn't turn like I told you, so you just got to go through this. And you know what? I mean, I'm here, but it, it's, it's going to be a little hard, but I'm here. That is what these last two verses have said. That is contentment, y'all. Um, I kind of pushed, touched on uh, the next one, envy. Um <laughs> That ought to be an interesting topic to talk about. Uh, I'm sure everybody will have something that they uh, they uh, they can relate to in that. So come back next week when we are talking about envy, and also stay tuned because as I have been saying, I am the DBP and the DPP, ugh, the DBP. Excuse me is on his way to YouTube, and you need to stay tuned to find out what the DBP is, and that's coming to y'all real soon, I love you, I pray that this goes, plants good seed on the hearts of those listening, that there's no room for offense or malice or bitterness, but growth, I love y'all, peace.